0: get to hear from Dane here now. And uh, one thing I love about Mr. Dane Clark is his willingness to get out of his comfort zone. Uh, and that's something that's throughout the, the day here is this comfort zone thing is the death zone. And outside the comfort zone is where you're alive. And Dane had a very small comfort zone when he first got started, you know, milking cows, playing on your phone. That was his comfort zone. But as life happens to all of us, you get forced into these different situations. And before he knew it, he was married, baby on the way, living in a basement. And he was like, hmm, I don't think life is supposed to be like this. And um, uh, a friend of his said, hey, why don't you get into real estate? And he goes, how on earth am I going to do real estate? I'm living in a basement. I just got married. I got a baby on the way. I make $9 an hour. How on earth are you proposing I do real estate? And his friend said, ah, just come take a look at Renata's. So he did. He sat there, sat in the meeting. He goes, I don't think this is for me. And his wife said, This is for you. (laughs) This is for you because I don't want a life of mediocrity. I want you at home with our kids in this vision and this life that we've been building. You got to be here. You can't be out at the Apple Store. You can't be out on the uh, roofs across town trying to rip shingles off for a couple dollars. You got to be here with me. So he took his wife's belief and vision of their better future and ran with it. Um, I I think he's been in our organization for about eight years, maybe nine, and has done well over 100 deals. He's raised millions and millions of dollars. He has changed his family's trajectory in more than just his immediate family, but his dad, his uncles, his cousins, his siblings, they're all listening to him in such a different way because of the powerhouse he's become the professional CEO of real estate investing organizations that he's become. And he's a perfect example of what this program can do for you if you decide to be a CEO. And uh, and so what we'd like to hear from Dane today is what are the techniques you and your wife have implemented to make your vision of your better life become real for you? What do you do on a regular basis? What do you do at the beginning? And what are you doing now? So uh, as we continue this inspiring training on vision. Let's give a big warm welcome to Mr. Dane Clark. How you doing, Dane? <laughs> Thank you, Michael.
1: And uh, and quick correction, I actually lived in an attic in a house built in like 1890 when we first joined Renatus. <laughs> and we moved from the attic to the basement <laughs> in the middle of Renatus. And then, and then we ended up buying our first house. Ooh, <laughs>
0: so awesome. We All attic, right. Cool. <laughs>
1: but, but you know what though? Attics built in the 1800s, People must have not been as tall because the doors were this high. I had to duck just to get into my bedroom or my bathroom every day. But, but yeah, um, you know, it's, ah, I had an interesting realization recently and I, and I really wanted to share And, and mostly because I, I discovered some inefficiency in my journey and, and, and a little bit of incongruency even in the mindset and, and I want to share what that was, and, and, and I'll still also, also answer your question, Michael, but, but I noticed that in the very beginning when I first joined, like Michael said, I mean, I was too afraid to communicate with other humans. I would sweat. My, my palms would get all sweaty. I would stutter. I, it, was, it was scary. It was so scary. In fact, I remember I have, I have, a, I have one of my first memories of meeting Michael, and, and he was ripping a new one to somebody on the team. I, I believe it was a relative of his, because you know people don't talk to non-relatives that way. Uh, Michael, I think I, know, I think you know who this is. but he was ripping a new one to somebody because they, they were doing something, let's call it very inefficient. and And, and I was so afraid and I, I remember I had to ask a question, and I was just looking for somebody that looked like they were in charge of, you know, the meetings, and and we had just joined Renatas. You know, I'd spend our twenty-some odd thousand dollars and we we're coming down to the meetings, and I was—I I watched Michael do this to this gentleman that you know he probably deserved it or needed it, but I got so scared that I turned around and I walked the other way, and didn't get my question answered. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> I've never told you that, Michael, but <laughs> that was the first time I met him. Nice. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, communicating with fellow humans was so difficult in in the beginning especially because i mean you don't talk to people the same way you talk to cows the the the, it doesn't transfer very well but but here was the incongruency i remember coming to some of the original meetings and 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 they would say you know especially people like michael they would say things like like you were destined to do things you you know you were meant to to be more you were meant to create you were meant but then i would go and either listen to things or or even start believing in myself that i had to change me i had to become a different person i had to i had to to improve and 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 learn new things and i'm re- and i'm looking back on that today and i and i'm realizing that that was not very efficient cuz i look in the mirror And anybody here, anybody here on the call that has ever done anything that you thought was impossible, when you look in the mirror, you're still you, you are still who you are. You're still the same person. And so I found that incongruency of like, I'm destined to do these things, but I need to change who I am (laughs) and I need to become someone else or something else. And that's not very efficient that's not a very efficient thing to, to think. Obviously it still worked. I, I broke through and like Michael said, I mean, we've done hundreds of real estate deals, raised tens of millions of dollars, approaching that hundred million dollar mark of money raised and put to work. So obviously it worked, but it wasn't very efficient. And what I mean by that is what like, you, you tell me, you tell me if you see the difference here, but what's the difference between believing that you need to change and be someone else or be something else or become greater than you are today. And believing that you were destined the entire time to become and do perform greatness for you and everybody around you. And as you do it, all you're doing is fulfilling that destiny. Every time you learn something new, you were always destined to become greater. And so, all the skills and all the progress and the creating and the and the uh, the the changing, if you will, it's not you're not changing who you are. Because again, I ask, I mean, you still feel like you, don't you? You still feel like you after you've climbed that big mountain. You still feel like you after you've achieved that big goal or bought that new car or house or whatever, that dream vacation. You still feel like you, especially when you look in the mirror. But the difference is understanding who you are and who you were all along. And if you realize that literally everything you've done, you were destined to do and everything that you are about to do or going to do in the future, you were destined and you are destined to do that. You show up differently, I'm noticing, right? Ever ever since I've had this, this mental discovery, if you will, I noticed that I show up in the world differently because I literally believe that I'm fulfilling that destiny of achieving greatness. For me, and every single person that enters my life friend family foe even enemy who cares i am making every single person's life better that that enters my life or steps into my life and so um and so remember that you were always destined for greatness you were literally designed for it you were designed I mean you look at the history of mankind and you look at the greatness that that and, and and I should even say that arguably before mankind was it was destiny. it was supposed to be always um and so anyway just wanted to, I wanted to share that incongruency and I feel like honestly had I had that mindset that i wasting time thinking that I needed to change who I was. I probably would have done things more efficiently. I probably would have done what I've, whatever I've been able to accomplish in, I don't know, half the time, 75% of the time, whatever it was, it would have been more efficient. I can guarantee that. And so realize that literally because of the roots of, of where you came from, it is your destiny. So fulfill it every single human being on this planet was designed and has that destiny for greatness. You, you get to decide whether you pick up the baton or shy away from it because you talk to cows too much, whatever. Right. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, back to Michael's question. Uh, in fact, Michael, what time do you want me to finish? I know, I know we're running just slightly behind.
0: Yeah. Um, you're good for, we've got about 15 more minutes. And we'll bring up our last trainer for the day. Cool. And um, so one thing I'm hearing, though, is the theme across the board is desire and decision. It's not capacity or ability. Those are just skills. Anyone
1: can develop them to the same way you learned how to tie your shoes. No one's born tying shoes. Everyone had to learn it. But yeah, so so, and and I'm sure a lot of people have reiterated this along the way, But but I want to add that that when you believe in yourself, when you believe in who you are, what your destiny is, what, what, what you are going to accomplish, it seems as though everything falls into place. And, and I've said this so, so many times that, that people cannot accomplish without others. I remember somebody said along the way, that if you want to go fast you can go alone but if you want to go far go with many i'm not sure if i even quite agree with that because if you're going fast alone where are you really ending up and if you're alone are you arguably accomplishing anyway we we could debate that but we're not going to let's just let's just leave it with i don't know if i agree but going with going far with many is is so true and, and I remember, I, I wish I had this exact data, but, but so I'm going to guess, I just know that there's a difference here and, and this di- the difference is absolutely substantial that when I first joined Renatus, I guarantee that I probably had hundreds of contacts in my phone, in my, in my contact book or whatever, whatever you call that app on your phone. And I'm going to pull it up right now. Cause I know it's always changing, but as of today. I have, uh, I used to show you at the bottom. Crap. Where is it?
0: Uh, maybe it's I think yours is at the top now because Oh, there we, we
1: go. 3,000, 3,063 3, contacts from maybe a few hundred when I first joined Renatus. And so one thing that you'll notice and and every single person on this call and every single one of the trainers, I guarantee they would reiterate this, that all wealth is built through conversation. And so I know I've had at least 3,063 conversations with somebody. (laughs) I have that many people in my phone, but again, I've probably had at least one or two or three or 20, 10 or 20 or a hundred conversations with, with some of those same people. Thousands upon thousands. So, and so literally all wealth is built through conversation. And so do not go. I, I don't want to put a time frame on it for you. You get to decide when this is, but do not never go a certain amount of time without adding somebody to your contacts in your phone. And, and obviously, you know, we could go a little deeper and say like, yeah, sure. Adding context to your phone, but, but adding context to your phone. Like uh, if, if I, if I pull up my address book on, on my phone, I will literally have notes of every single person since I started doing this at least, but I have notes of the conversations that I have with those people. And like, and, and I, and I probably better add that some of those people I never did any business with, I never did anything with, I probably never called them again, never talked. It wasn't an efficient use of time to talk to that person. But I'll tell you, the people that made the difference started exactly the same way. I had a conversation with them and all of a sudden they're, they're giving me a million dollars to go do real estate. Or I had a conversation with them and they're like, Hey, have you met my brother? He's richer than I am. And he's giving me $3 million to go do real estate with, or having a conversation with somebody that again, started the same way as everybody else. All three thousand contacts and you know three thousand some contacts in my phone started exactly the same way, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, do you want to buy my house? Please buy my house for hundred some odd thousand dollars below market. That literally would appraise tomorrow for hundred some odd thousand dollars more than what you buy it for today. All of those deals, all of those breakthroughs came." starting the exact same way, adding their names to my contact card. I I actually no longer carry business cards. I hate, I I actually hate business cards. If somebody ever says like, Hey, do you have a business card? (laughs) My, my, the dumbest response I can come up with is I am a business card. And so what do you need my information for? And I whip out my phone because I know I'm, you know, I'm, as soon as I try to make myself look funny or whatever, make them smile or, or make them say like, what? This guy's weird. I want them to think I'm weird because then I stand out more. I stand out differently, if you will not, not weird in like a weird way, but weird in a good way, <laughs> you know, there's a difference, but, but literally um, I'll whip out my phone and I'll say, let's exchange contact information. And obviously, like I said, i'm I'm writing down a couple of notes as to why we connected as to why they started a conversation with me or in or in the other way, why I'm starting a conversation with them. And one of my favorite things as well. and I can and I can do this now., you know, again, I started this years ago, but I'm so grateful that that uh, in fact, in fact, I, I have to add this because literally I, I literally heard this I was I was walking out the door to 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 come out to the office. Uh, my kids were watching a, a show and, you know, a kid's show and, and the, the character in this animation said, said that if you work hard today, it, it is a gift. It is, it, it is, is as if you are giving a gift to your future self. And so, um, I'm so grateful that I did this for, I've done, I've been doing this for years. I can go back to every single person in my contact, in my contacts from a certain point to today, and I can tell you why, why we con- why we connected, what we connected about, what we were talking about, and if it was a referral, who connected us. So I could go in and like search Michael's name, for example. I could I could search Michael Huggins, and there would be a whole bunch of people that Michael connected me to that person, and so I can trace, if you will, the down the line. And it's and it is crazy to go back and look at some of the real estate deals that we've done, or or some of the transactions that we've done. And say, oh, that person in my phone book connected me to this person. And this person connected me from, or I was connected to from this person. And this person connected me. And and so some of these big breakthroughs are literally two, three, four people deep. And so again, all wealth is built through conversation. So spend the time caring about people. And it's, it's, and it's funny because in some really good books, they say the highest law in the land is to love the creator and love your neighbor. And honestly, that's how I look at it is all you're doing every single day is loving your neighbor, loving the person that shows up in your life, loving. I mean, and in fact, I bet you there's people on this call that were part of this story, but literally walking into the tire store saying, I need new tires. And they started talking to that person and all of a sudden we're buying a house subject to the existing mortgage, hundreds of thousands of dollars below market, just because they opened their mouth and had a conversation with somebody ringing, it wasn't even selling them tires, just ringing them up for tires for their vehicle and talking about real estate. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've got this house that my my deadbeat daughter and her idiot boyfriend are living in and their hoarders and their cats are pooping on the carpet all over and every, you know, terrible situation. Will you please buy my house? (laughs) And like I say, all of those stories started the same way, a simple conversation and you never know where they're going to end up. And you never know when you never know when they're going to end up. We've got stories of people calling us years later and saying, Hey, in fact, in fact, I'm I'm gonna be having a conversation with somebody next week about this, or that happened like this, where I haven't talked to this person in years, but I can tell you I pulled I pulled them up in my phone because they contacted me. I pulled them up on my phone. I know who exactly contact or connected me to this person and I know why. And I know the conversations that we've had in the past. And this person is like, you know, you left an impact on me, and I want to talk. I've got some questions on on what you're doing and that was years ago that I've t- I mean literally probably like 2017 or 18 maybe and I haven't talked to this person since but like I say when you have a conversation and you and you treat every single person as though you've been friends for life you leave an impact on them and you show that you show them that you care about them uh what, what's that what's that saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care mm-hmm spot on. And so, so remember that you were destined for greatness always. And and here's a funny thing about this is what like the highest, the highest destiny you can think of that you can even fathom for yourself. You are probably destined for even even greater things than that. But you'll notice that as soon as you achieve, whatever it is that you set out to do, the goalpost moves again, you can fathom More, you can fathom greater things, and you will continue down that road of always increasing that destiny that you feel that you're capable of doing. And the coolest thing about that is, the best is yet to come. You have no idea where you're going. You have no idea what what you will end up accomplishing. And I think we're I think again we're designed to do this because humans are one track mind. We're better. We're better when we're doing this and focusing than seeing the end from the beginning all in all at once. Yeah, we need to learn that. But remember that destiny and literally all wealth, all cool stories that you've ever heard from anyone started as a conversation
0: with someone. So that definitely hits the nail on the head because I remember working in my Jiffy Loop jobs and a couple of my first sales were from people who just came in with their car and they're complaining about their house or their bill or something. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I know real estate stuff a little bit. I'm still new. And uh, they turned out to be deals. So yeah, always being ready. Um, Now, as far as your vision, because you know, your background to where you are now night and day difference. So what, what did you do on a daily or weekly basis uh, either by yourself or with your wife to bring those, visions to reality.
1: You know, I think one of the things, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you are married, one of the things that, that was a big difference that, that comes to mind first is that you need to have your vision and your spouse needs to have theirs. And, and it's so interesting. I I think one of the biggest things that ended up happening for my, my wife and myself was that I had my vision. Of things that I wanted to do or, or learn, or, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to say become, but build the skills in order to achieve an outcome. And my wife wanted hers. And, and one of the most tender moments in my life that I remember was when my wife came to me and said, Hey, I noticed that this thing was on Your vision board and i've actually started wondering or even praying how can i assist you in that thing and all of a sudden my goals even though they are mine and and selfishly so that's by design because we're all living our own lives even if you are married we are all living our own lives and she cared about what i was after and it was interesting because I have to admit, she was the first, just like my wife was like, no, we're doing this. We're not a thing. We're, you, we're, we're getting involved. <laughs> she was the pioneer, if you will, that, that, that started that mentality within our household. And I reiterated. And so my wife will even put things on her vision board. Again, she has her own selfishly. So, and it's designed to be that way. And I do everything I can to support her and hers. And so when, when all of a sudden, I I think it was Woody Woodard that said, said this to me, and I don't think I understood it when he first said it. And I, and, and I feel like I'm only beginning to, to understand it, but he said, if you can figure it out within the walls of your own home, if you can figure it out, if you can figure it out within the relationship of your spouse, your children, again, within the walls of your own home, you can have anything you want and and i've noticed that that literally being able to come together with my spouse in that way and and i have to admit that there has been a lot of times that i wanted her to get on board with what i wanted but it doesn't work that way i need to get on board with her instead of expect her with me and the funny thing the psychological you know interesting psychological phenomenon with that is if you start, they will follow. Never, do not take away from this you know, advice or whatever you wanna call this. Do not take away that you need to ask your spouse to be on board with your thing. No, I am not saying that. If you get on board with their thing, your spouse's thing, without the expectation that they will get on board with yours, literally, take that off the table because then you'll just, obviously it'll take time and and you're doing it out of spite. You know, you're only, you're only getting on board with, with your spouse's thing out of spite. Eventually things will get better. Eventually you'll come together so close that the natural phenomenon of achieving goals as a household, if you will. And, and, you know, we won't get into adding your kids into this, but imagine what happens when you add your kids into this when everyone is on the same page when everyone wants the same things within the walls of your own home oh my goodness the power that comes from that synergy and so i forgot even what michael's question was but i hope i guess what i'm
0: what i'm hearing is is you're making the vision board Obvious to your whole family. You're not just putting it in your closet or in your medicine cabinet. Like you're making it obvious to the family, So it becomes the conversation and kind of like what Judy said too about enrolling her whole family in this thing yes. and um uh, and not not necessarily expecting them, but working kind of like a salesperson. It's like a pitch to your family. We're going to do this new thing. this new way. And
1: yeah, in, fact, uh, in fact to Woody's point, one of the things I feel I've discovered is, is if you can sell something to your spouse, you can sell anything. And when I say sell something, I mean like sell an idea, not force, not use manipulative tactics, not like literally if you can sell an idea to your spouse and they can jump on board full on just as you do, you can sell anything. Nice. And so again, you know, again, back to that, like, I feel like I'm beginning to understand the surface of what, of what Woody was saying that you figure it out within the walls of your own home, you can figure it out anywhere. You can sell something to your children. Oh, you can sell anything again, without iron fist, without forcing, without any of that. If you can literally implant an idea into that little human's brain, where it's just as much their idea and they're excited about it you can sell anything
0: and you can awesome. have anything. So, can so when you, when you got into this new journey in this new world that you're in now, did you stop watching TV? Yeah. <laughs> did you stopped playing video games. I never played them anyway, but yes. Okay. We'll say yes. You don't. Yeah. Okay. So, so part of the thing and what we're picking up folks is you either start doing what wealthy people do or you stop doing what poor people do. Take your pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, exciting. And I know you're just scratching the surface of of your story and the content you want to share. But you know what, folks? Uh, we're out of time with Dane. Thank you for being here, Dane. Thank you for your wisdom, your willingness to always share, be vulnerable, and you know, open up your own personal life as examples for us. And um, you know, with what you've been able to do in that short time, it I know has inspired a lot of people. And so, folks, if you want to hear from Dane on a regular basis, get your questions answered set up your strategy session with your host say, I want some time. I want to get clear. I want, I want that system. Or maybe I want Judy's or maybe I want Umer's, wh- whoever it is. It's on you. We're opening the door, but you got to walk through. So get a strategy session scheduled with your host or with me. Uh, if you don't know who your host is, I'm happy to help you with that. And maybe next year we can feature you on our uh, 2025 vision quest. So thank you, Dane, for being here. Appreciate you. And, uh, We look forward to seeing you next uh, next year. Awesome. Uh, Doug is asking me to repeat the phrase. All right, Doug, you can either... So to change your life, you can either start doing what rich people do or you can stop doing what poor people do. Take your pick. For me, I didn't know what rich people did at all. That is an empty file in my brain. But I did know what poor people were doing and they were reading magazines They were watching garbage TV. They were playing video games and going to bars on the weekend. So I just stopped all that (laughs) and I stopped being poor. Hey, it's kind of like magic, but not magic, it's math. So anyway, Dane, we're inspired by you. Thank you for uh, helping our team as well hit their goals too.